Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Isaiah 7D, the final uh, podcast on Isaiah chapter 7. And I'm Saul Weiner, your host. Today we'll complete the seventh chapter of Yeshayahu, Isaiah, and complete the prophecy that Yeshayahu told King Ahaz. Recall that Ahaz has rejected God's instructions not to be afraid of the two kings of the northern kingdom, Israel and Aram, that were attacking him. And instead of listening to God, Ahaz capitulated to the Assyrian king and asked him for protection against those kings, instead of relying upon God as Isaiah had instructed him. Yeshayahu now knows that Ahaz has rejected his instructions, and Yeshayahu has chastised Ahaz and told him, that his move and his decision will bring untold suffering upon the Jewish people and the kingdom of Judah, and that the suffering will come from the very kingdom to whom he went to seek protection, Assyria. Historically, we know that once Ahaz pledged allegiance to Assyria, Assyria from then on considered Judah to be a vassal kingdom, and therefore expected onerous tributes and taxes, (coughs) which ended up becoming a terrible source of suffering for Judah for many years to come. However, Ishayahu also gave us hope that despite all the suffering that was to come, there would be a remnant of Yehuda that would survive and one day thrive. Today's portion, there are two very differing ways to interpret it. There's the path of the Radak and the Eben Ezra and others, and the path of the Malbim <coughs> and others. <coughs> I am going to mostly uh, use the interpretation of the Radak. I'll describe this as we read through the verses. So let's begin with verse 18. The Hayo Bayomahu Yishrok Adonai Lazavuva Sherbik Tseyu Ore Mitzrayim Vila Devora Sherbi Eretz Ashur. In that day, God will whistle to the flies and um, that are at the ends of the water channels of Egypt and to the bees that are in the land of Ashur. God is saying that on the day that you and Ahaz and your kingdom will suffer, God is going to call the Assyrian armies and all of their masses and they'll swarm like flies and bees that swarm the land and, 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 um, and cover every spot and destroy the land. And they'll come and they'll land in the wadis and in the riverbeds, in the clefts of the rocks, in all of the bushes and in all of the wells and springs will be covered with the, um, with the onslaught of the Assyrian armies and using the vision of swarming insects as, as a, a way to describe what was to come, the destruction that was to come. However, on that day, Yigalach Adonai Bitar Hasichira but then, God will, after all of that destruction, as the, after the Assyrian armies swarm and destroy the countryside, <coughs> God will then turn against the king of Assyria before he has a chance to completely destroy Judah, as Isaiah promised us. And, and God will, so to speak, become, will, will become like a razor and he will shave off his hair Hair especially, and we know this from the Assyrian uh, reliefs and from archaeological finds that the Assyrians uh, and many cultures in those days looked upon a man with a lot of hair as being very masculine and very strong. And the shaving of the hair is a symbol for 
is, is, is a reference to removing his strength and cutting him down, but shaving him, but not actually killing him or ending him, but shaving down his strength. And this is a reference to what happened in the days of Hezekiah, Hezekiah who, where, where the Assyrians attacked and destroyed numerous cities in the countryside, but in the end, they had, after they had surrounded Jerusalem, in the end, the Assyrians' army was destroyed and they had to retreat back to Assyria. Um, there are other ways to understand what this is referring to, but this again, I'm going with the explanation of the Radak. V'haya bayomahu it's this time when Assyria is now gone after all of this destruction the people will recover people will have only left one cow or two sheep just a little bit because Assyria has plundered everything else but the people will have something left and then with that they will build these new riches those that are remaining in the land will then have those cows and sheep and eventually they will, will grow and reproduce and from them they will have so much butter and milk to, to, um, to eat and honey from all of the bees that had swarmed and all of the uh, wild flowers that grew over the fields that were destroyed. <coughs> the bees will produce so much honey that they'll have milk and honey. And he'll be in that day. And this is, again, the, the way the Radak translates this pasuk, this verse. That verse is saying that all of those lands that were overgrown with shamir and shayit, which are like thistles and thorn bushes, they will now start to produce uh, thousands of, 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 of vine, grape vines and the grapevines and vineyards worth thousands of pieces of silver. The land that was destroyed by war with, with, <coughs> with arrows and bows that had come and destroyed these fields and, and now they, they, and they became overgrown with weeds because the fields that used to be tilled were destroyed. There will be, um, they will grow so much weeds that as we see in the next verse, the fields will be that that can be tilled, that can be ma'ader ye'odirun, that can be farmed. Those fields will recover and grow tons and tons of grain. And the mountains, which can't be tilled, right, because there's just too much uh, uh, overgrown weeds there they will use them for pasture land for the for the sheep and oxen and um uh, so the, so that the bounty will be so much that people are going to enjoy the the tons of pasture land for their animals and fields for their crops and this is going to be for the remnant of Yehuda. And remember what we mentioned before, who was that remnant? According to our understanding, that remnant was the Alma and the young boy who was named Immanuel. It was the, it was the young girl, it was the simple people, not the great house of, 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 of the kingdom or the leaders. Those are the ones that were the corrupt ones. Those are the ones that are gone. But God saved the, the core of the people in the time of Chizkiyahu, he saved the core of the kingdom of Judah, the core of the Jewish people were saved <clears throat> in order to perpetuate a future, and this future is a future of bounty, a future of harvest, a future of milk and honey. 
Um, again, I mentioned that there is a completely different way to understand this chapter, uh, and those of you that are interested can look at uh, many of the commentaries, including the Malbim and others that interpret this chapter very differently, but this is the path uh, that I chose, uh, and it's based, as I said, on the Radak and the Avanezra and others. I hope you enjoyed uh, studying chapter 7 with me, uh, and I hope you come back to study chapter 8.